Welcome back to the OW Podcast. This is the Commish. We got a brand new episode today. Just an interview. Me and first time Olympic MVP Joe Berkland. Um, I don't have anything else. Enjoy the interview. Hello. Joey B. What's going on? What's up, buddy? Are you live right now? We are so live. Just jump right into it? Jump right into it. All right. How's How it going? Doing? It's good. It's good. Got the, the kid asleep? Yeah. Little, Fought little me a little bit today, but uh, yeah. yeah, he's asleep. And I'm sorry. It's 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 a former MVP, Joey B. Yeah. Not just Joey B on this podcast. So what's up? What's new? You you've been golfing at all? You um, winter leagues? What yeah, I'm in a winter, winter sim league with uh, David. Um, that started. I think we're in week six or seven coming up. Nice. Um, been pretty rusty. Yeah, not gonna lie. I, I took <laughs> I took a few months off uh, at the end of the season there because. You know, responsibilities were uh, growing and growing. And, uh, yeah, so I took a few months off, a little rusty, starting to get back in the swing of things, though. Um, But, yeah. Cool. So is it true that Noah is a direct result of the MVP, or or is that just kind of a a fake news rumor? Um, I mean, the timing is very coincidental. Um, we did have Noah about nine months after the inaugural Olympics in which I won, uh, MVP. So, uh, you know, I'll, I'll let that speak for what it is. (laughs) (laughs) Um, tell, tell me about winning that first MVP. Do you think you deserved it? Do I mean, was it was it an honor? Was it just something that you kind of it is what it is? Or how do you feel uh, about winning that first MVP? No, definitely an honor. Um, very happy to win it. Um, I did not vote for myself. I know I think that's an option that you can vote for yourself. I actually voted for uh, Pizza Nick. So um, for MVP, um, I think he also went 3-0-0 that year. Um, I played with him on. Uh, Sunday for the singles match and I think so Sunday singles first year I'm pretty sure it was we were pretty close like throughout Sunday and uh, there were a bunch of matches going back and forth and I think I'm I'm one that pays attention to like the scoreboard the entire time that I'm playing the round Um, and I think it was like the like 12th or 13th hole Nick was down I believe like one or two holes um, and at that point I had pretty much thought that that match was probably going to be the deciding factor. Um, you know, I guess I counted Hunter coming back. Um, you know, what, what, when he was dormy, he came back and <laughs> that kind of, I think that ended up being the deciding, uh, factor, but I think Nick Stevens was like down one or two and he needed the, uh, he needed to turn that match around. Otherwise I think it would have gone to red and uh, he played like remarkably down the stretch. It started with a 
par three. I think it was like the 13th or 14th hole. And he stuck it to like, I don't know, six inches. And uh, he never looked back. So he was my he was my MVP vote that year. But I was very happy to win it. I was very happy to go 3-0-0. Um, I think I was second low net that year. Um, you were. Your, your memory is incredible because, yes, Nick did birdie the par 3-13th, and that's where his match really, really changed. So your, yeah. your memory is incredible for stuff like that. Yes, <laughs> you, were, you were second low net. You were yep. sixth last year. So, Joe, how – I'll I'll say this without trying to be rude. You're one of the worst guys as far as ability on this trip, but yeah. you are the you are the most consistent one. I I don't know. I can't say that without fact checking everything. But your worst score is a 93, and your best score is an 88. That's yeah. five strokes over six rounds. That is impressive. How, yeah, and I how, think how, the how... Uh, and I think first year even. I don't think I, I think I had one nine hole score that was like not a 44 or 45. That that's insane. How, how have you been so consistent? Um, that's a good question because if you played with me, uh, you would know that I'm not consistent at all. Um, so like the score may end up being within that range. Um, but the, the journey is a journey. So I, like I'm a, and I think that's kind of what makes me hard for like a hard opponent for match play is because, you know, I'll go out on nine holes and I'll have, you know, five pars, two bogeys and like two doubles or triples. <laughs> so it's like, you know, for the most part, you're getting like a good golfer that you're playing against, but then I just have a couple blow up holes. Um, but it all, it always kind of, you know, evens out to, uh, I, I guess a little bit, above or right at bogey golf. Yeah, you are. That is not a fun golfer to play. Someone who's getting a bunch of strokes, but also is making a bunch of pars. Yeah. And I do it for, and I, I think my scrambling ability too is um, I, kind of hard for the opponents too. I think it's really easy to count me out of a hole because I hook a drive 40 yards left into some trees, but then my next shot, I still put it like, you know, on the green or near the green and, you're kind of wondering how I did it, but yeah. Love it. Um, if you win MVP this year, are we going to expect another baby? Um, and I you... wouldn't say so. I don't think so, <laughs> but, uh, but you know, you never know. Everything happens in mysterious ways. So um, yeah, never know. So what's what's it like having a kid and what's it done to like your golf game i'm asking for a friend yeah um so the i think the running or the saying is that when you have a kid um for each kid that you have you your handicap goes up about five strokes um don't know if that's true i only went up 0.2 last year um (laughs) on the calendar year so i guess i if, if that is the actual average, then I guess I improved my handicap by 4.8 strokes, um, which is a nice way for me to think about last season. Uh, but yeah, no, um, it's, it's hard. I have a very supportive and loving wife who um, lets me play uh, often. I took advantage of playing early morning on Tuesdays. Um, with David during the summer. I think we're going to do that again this year. Um, but maybe even a couple days a week 
And then, uh, yeah, try, just trying to get out on weekends uh, when I can. It does lead to a lot of, like, early morning rounds, though, because sure. I don't have – I don't really have the time or the luxury of time to spend, um, you know, five, six hours on a golf course on a, you know, Saturday at noon. Sure. Well, shout out to your wife. She sounds – well, I know she's great, but she sounds even greater now that she's still <laughs> you uh, get out to the golf course. Yeah. Um, you got any goals for this season? I mean, what 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 are you looking to improve on, Olympics wise, not Olympics wise? Um, so definitely have goals. Um, I want to be more consistent with the driver. I feel like okay. it's always a goal for me. Um, every year I did improve a decent bit last year. I think I went up like six or seven percent for uh, fairways hit. Um. And I want to improve my short game, but like in terms of scoring handicap wise, um, I'd really like to break 80 this year. It has it's something I haven't done since like kind of my quote unquote return to golf. Um, and I think I only did it like once or twice, uh, you know, in high school. So um, I'd like to break 80 once. I've been close a couple times. I've shot, uh, I think I have a couple 81s and an 82. Um, okay. so I've been there. I just haven't, uh, quite gotten it done yet. And then, uh, yeah, handicap, I'd like to get down to like, uh, you know, either, I, I don't think single digits is that realistic for me and I might be selling myself short. Um, but I, I would like to get down to like at least an 11, uh, this season. Okay, sweet. Um, and Olympics wise, I'll obviously go three zero and zero and get another, get another yeah. win for uh, for my teams. So if you go three zero and zero again, we're gonna have some problems. I don't know if I can have you be in nine and zero in my own event. <laughs> gonna have to schedule you some harder opponents this year. Yeah. Well, maybe I've not had... let you maybe not let you play against my brother for once. Yeah. Well, I only played him this last year. And... Okay. You didn't, didn't play him two years ago. Okay. Yeah. Um, he, yeah, I mean, he just couldn't make a putt this year. Otherwise he would, he would have easily won. I think, I know we won, I think we won two and one or three and two, but he had like, I swear every hole he had like a 10 foot putt for birdie. And he just, <laughs> he just didn't make them. Uh, let's see. What else do I got? Uh, who's your pick? Who's your pick to win the uh, MVP this year? I asked Nick Stevens that. Um, that's a good question. Uh, there's so like there's just so many like good players on this, um, on this trip, and it's I always talk about it to people because I it just blows my mind how many like how many good players that there are on the trip. Um. Off the top of my head, I'm just, uh, Brad Spaeth. Brad Spaeth. I like it. I, th- I like I it. I think his uh, his golf game is very good. I think his vibes are great. Um, and, yeah, I think I think he'll get it done this year. I don't even know. Is he on my team? He's not. Do you, right. do you, even, know, do you even know who's on your team? Um, I know a few people. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what, do you, do you know what, what color you're, you are on? Yeah, uh, we're green. Okay, just checking. Yeah. Um, 
I'm gonna. What about Ryan Palmer? What's he gonna bring to the table this year? I haven't seen him in forever. I have no idea how his golf game is. What's Palmer gonna? I I think I'm actually gonna interview him next. But from your perspective, what's Palmer gonna bring to the bring to the group? Uh, I think he's gonna be a great time. Um, I've played with him a few times. Uh, he's done my member guest, um, with me. Um, at the Dretzka Club uh, in Milwaukee that I was part of, uh, where I met David. But, um, yeah, Ryan is – his game is still, uh, I would say, very similar to what it was like uh, maybe back in the day in high school. Um, I think he's improved a lot um, quietly. I haven't really uh, – I haven't played with him recently, but I know he also does a winter league um, and that he's been working on a lot of different things. And, you know, he's a he's a person that you'll find on the range whenever. So I, I think he'll I think he'll have his game ready for the Olympics. Uh, you know, he him and uh, David and Steve are, you know, us four are actually going to be at the uh, April 29th scramble at Evergreen. So. Um, I'll get a good assessment of, you know, where we are at early in the season. Love that. Um, and actually, at, at that scramble, um, I will be giving you the traveling MVP trophy because you didn't get it uh, the first year. And Cole was in Texas, so you'll get, to, well, you'll get to have that on your shelf for a few months. That sounds delightful. I haven't been doing well in fantasy football, so I haven't had a trophy on my shelf in a bit. So... <laughs> It'll be uh, good to have for a couple months. Love that. Uh, um, and we can drink out of that, right? I, I yeah. I, mean, I can't stop what you're gonna you, do. Yeah. As long as you, as long as you clean it out. Oh yeah, I'll take care of it. Yeah, I think you can drink out of it. Let's see. I got it right here. Let's see. If it's... Where, where did you get it? Did you get it from Crown Awards? I like did the... get it from I did okay. get it from Crown Awards. Let's That's where my my uh, one of my fantasy football leagues we got a trophy from there, and uh, Ooh, it's... it's a it's a cup as well. When we drink out of it, um, you know whoever wins it drinks out of it the year you know at the award ceremony. Sure, it's kind of nasty on the inside. Not gonna lie, it looks rusty. All right, um, maybe I won't then. But yeah, you 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 could I guess just wash it out <laughs> with water and. Maybe get a tetanus shot afterwards. Yeah. But, uh, oh, I was going to ask you, um, do you think, is Ryan better or worse than you? Do you think? Um, I would say the recent times that we've played, I've been a little bit better than him. Okay. Um, kind of what I expected. Yeah. I like if I had to like guess a handicap for him, like just based off of what we've played recently, he'd probably be like a 15 ish. Okay. Um, but he's definitely like it definitely he can put a round together and that that like that's kind of I mean, similar to me, but like I'm more I guess I'm more likely to shoot, you know, in that eighty five to ninety range and he's more likely to shoot like you know, eighty seven to ninety two, but he'll have you know, he can put a round together. So sure. Well, like I said, we'll see. I think this will be a big motivator for him this trip uh, and performing well. So I think he'll uh, get after it this, this summer. And, Love you know, that. he'll probably be better than me by the time we get there. Love that. Um, I don't have anything else written down to ask you. 
Um, you got any questions for me? Anything you want to talk about for the trip or anything? anything you um, think no, I was I was just gonna say we, if you want we could chat uh, PGA Tour golf. Oh sure, big big, big fan of uh, the PGA Tour. I pretty much uh, watch it every weekend. Um, Did you watch the Honda this week? Um, I watched most of like the Thursday Friday stuff because um, I just like turn it on while I'm working. Um, just to have it on in the background. And then um, I didn't really watch anything Saturday. And then I watched, uh, I got fitted for wedges on Sunday. So I, and I got home right as Chris Kirk was dumping his second shot in the water. <laughs> so I kind of watched the end of it. Um, yeah. I know the Honda isn't going to be the sponsor, but it's staying there, which is good because I like that course um, quite a bit. I think the Bear Trap's very compelling. Yeah, I agree. Um, I did just want to say I really like the uh, like now that they have the designated events and like kind of the undesignated events. Like, you know, going into the Honda, I'm like, oh well, there's nobody playing in this. Like, it's not going to, you know, obviously it's still golf, but it's not going to be, you know, as entertaining with none of the big names. But in the undesignated events, you get like the stories. You know, Eric Cole, thirty four year old rookie trying to win for the first time, you know, and then Chris Kirk with the sobriety. It's like, like just so cool to kind of get the stories. And then like this week we'll have the Arnold Palmer and got like every single name out there. Yeah. I love when a recovering alcoholic wins a PGA tour event. <laughs> yeah. Gives no, hope for so many people. <laughs> yeah. Like half of our field at our, our trip. Yeah. Um, but it's yeah, like it's anybody winning like... the MVP on our trip. <laughs> Yeah, basically, if you're the alcoholic and you played good golf, you're going to win the MVP. Which well, I mean, that is true, especially my first year. I threw up the uh, first night that we were there because I drank too too much. In my notes, it's Joe Berkland, MVP, 3-0-0. In all caps, go blue with a bunch of exclamation marks. And that's that's, (laughs) – So is you yelling go blue and just slamming whiskey cokes the whole year or the whole weekend. Yeah. So what's yeah, what's your favorite Olympics memory? My favorite memory. I think someone might have asked you this on another one. So uh, it might be I don't repeating. no, I don't I don't think anybody did. Um favorite memory, honestly, is kicking Alex ass in Sunday singles the first year. <laughs> Because he just, yeah, he won't be able to live that one down for at least a few years. So I got that over him. Um, and then the my match against um, Brad and Tyler last year with Church. Um, we made so many long putts for Birdie on the back nine. And they were all topped off with the other person making them. I don't think we had a someone went a hole on the whole back nine until 18 oh, that's where, awesome. where I got to make the winning putt in front of half the field, which was pretty fun. Um, so that one's up there too. Um, it's really cool to actually win one of these things as a team. Get to celebrate that. Hopefully. So yeah. Well, you keep we'll sticking see. me on the other team. So it's going to be pretty hard. I know I was so <laughs> close to having you this year and it just with the way the, with the way the guys fell out, I had to, I had to boot you. I had to, had to trade you, send you off. Oh, that's all right. Like I told you, you'll regret it. I know. It's a couple of second round draft picks and some cast considerations. <laughs> uh, 
Um, so I was going to ask you as well. So I know uh, I talked about, I mentioned it a little bit earlier, but like, I'm usually the person in the group that, uh, is keeping track of the score. Um, and I, as you know, I'm a big data guy, big stat guy. So I'm pretty much constantly watching, um, you know, all of the leaderboards when I'm playing. Are you similar or do you just kind of like play your round, see where you're at afterwards? Oh, no. I watch the entire time. Okay. I'm, I'm, sometimes I'm more focused on the leaderboard than I am my actual own round, which I think helps me during tournaments because it kind of gets me out of my own head. And yeah. Thinking about my own game. Um, I know Ryan mentioned something that first year when I was watching Riley just be really bad on Sunday singles. I was I was cussing him out and watching just all the different things happen, like knowing like some guys, oh they he's gotta make a birdie this hole or he's got they gotta win this or else the match is over. Yeah, always watching. Yeah. I'm I'm a big stat guy too. I'm nowhere near the the stat guy you are, but I'm pretty big into um especially golf analytics. Yeah. Um I, I sent that Lou Stagner tweet in the Discord before we hopped on this. Um, I oh, love yeah, that guy. love him. Love he Scott Fawcett. I know yeah, you he... name-dropped him in decade I, in the last, I, uh, last episode. I did. Scott is a is a character. I don't know if anyone, you... if everyone here knows Scott, but he's you... worth a follow. The guy is crazy, but I think he knows his stuff. Yeah. Do you watch, um, like, like uh, foreplay or, like, any of the, um, like, YouTube golf content? I actually don't watch a whole lot of the videos, but I did just watch the the Scott Fawcett Frankie okay. video. Yeah, I was, for that's, and, that's what I was going to say. He, just, he was just was on uh, Fixing Frankie. Yeah, and that was pretty good. He was on another one that I watched recently or in the last year, but I can't remember who it was. But um, I, I know remember. It wasn't, it wasn't no laying up because he, he hates those guys because those guys <laughs> – those guys don't understand or don't believe in the stuff that he that he preaches. I know the no laying up guys and him don't get along. So yeah, it wouldn't have been them. Yeah, it's very hard for, and like just putting myself in like the shoes of like the thirteen handicap that I am, and like wanting to improve. And it's like, like everything he says makes sense, and like I try and implement it, but like there's only so much that I feel like I can do to like I'm. Just not like the concept of firing at the middle of the green every single time is um, a little boring to me. I know it shouldn't be, but like it's also very difficult for me because I feel like my game is much better uh, than it is, especially like my irons. I feel like I'm not a like from 100 to 185 yards. I feel like I'm a pretty good point. Like I'm not a 13 handicap. I'm a much better handicap than that. It's my. It's my short game slash putting, and it's my driver that gets me in trouble. Sure. So it's like I want to fire at pins, but I know it shouldn't. Well, remember, it's not always middle of the green because if he heard you say that, he'd yell at you. It's not oh, always yeah, middle that's, of the green. That's true. That's true. All right. All right. Now, I I really want to buy that decade, um, but I also don't want to pay the whatever couple hundred dollars it is. So I just. I try to take in the little he posts on social media and I just try to apply the general concepts to my game. 
Yeah, you're um, like screenshotting the YouTube videos to try and get that little like cheat sheet. Right, right. No, the cheat sheet's a little insane. The cheat yeah. sheet's a little insane. Um, it's just like the okay, if the pin's on the right and there's a bunker on the right, your target's actually nine paces left of the of the pin instead of right at the pin. Yeah. And it's what really bothers me is like I'm okay, I tell myself this and then I get out and around, and then two holes later I just made a double and it's like but I aimed at the flag. If I would have aimed left, like where I was supposed to, and my miss was right, I actually would have had like a tap in for birdie instead of been in that bunker on the right. It's just like, I, I always forget what I'm supposed to do. Like it's yeah. hard for me to always remember, okay, you play, play the, the smart shot. Don't always go for the, for the flag. Cause that's not necessarily the right play for someone who's not going to hit it where they want all the time. And yeah. And so I, I like, know. do you do you have a two way miss, or are you pretty much a one way miss? I mean, uh, everyone has a two way miss. For the there's most like, part. I have five different ways to miss it. I think. Nice, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I still kind of, uh, I still hit that like you know big sweeping draw for the most part, and every now and then I'll block it off to the right, but it makes it like it makes kind of trying to choose a target a little bit harder. I feel like because it does either go left or goes right. It, you know, rarely go straight. Right. Um, so it, like aiming in the middle of the green probably would make the most sense, but you know, I always want to like play the draw. Cause if I hit it correctly, if, if for, for me at least, um, you know, that's what I should be doing. So. Right. And, and, and that's what he says. You play the shot you're comfortable with and then you got your shot patterns. Most of the time you're, you're going to miss the one way and then occasionally you're going to miss, the opposite way, but as long as you're aiming in the right spot all the time, then the percentages will play out and it should help you with your score. So I, I truly believe in, 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 in decade. And I think even if you don't have the app or all the cheat sheets, I think at least applying some of it to your game, no matter the skill level is beneficial. I mean, you see the guys on the PJ tour talking about it. So it's, yeah, I am. One of my other goals this year is to really commit at least in the early part of the year. Um, to really commit to whatever the yardage is. Um, well, one, I'm not going to use my rangefinder as much because um, I don't want to have like an exact yardage because um, I think I get in my head too much. But like using my using the 18 birdies app, just like whatever the unless the pins like really really in front, whatever the back yardage is, like the yardage sure. in the back of the green, that's kind of what I'm going to try and hit to um, because I definitely tend to you know if it's 158 and my eight, eight iron goes 160 like i'm gonna hit you know my eight iron it just doesn't live leave me a lot of room for uh error right yep i'm i'm really bad at that too my miss is always is almost always short i've been trying to do better about hitting more club um and, and sometimes it's pride just kind of gets in the way it's like oh i can yeah. hit my i can hit my eight iron 165 yards no problem yeah, yeah. you can maybe once every 10 times not always going to do that. So yeah, and well, and I think a lot of the courses I play up here, like long, is like dead. So it, it's another reason why I've kind of shied away from it. Sure. Um, but like just having the kind of knowledge that like I'm not going to hit it like you know 15, 20 yards long. Like it's only going to go a couple, you know, yards right. long. Right. Uh, who's your obviously Max Homa, but like who's your favorite second favorite golfer? Oh, I mean, take out Tiger out of the equation. 
Uh, yeah, Wayne. I guess Tiger and Max. Yep, Tiger Max, Rory, JT. Those are the uh, – that's my quad four. I don't really have a top five. I haven't placed anybody in that fifth spot yet. Gotcha. Tiger, Tiger, Rory, Max, and JT. Yeah, that's the, that's the four. Can't figure out that fifth spot yet. All right, well, it's open for you. You yeah, just gotta... What about you? Um, well, my favorite golfer was DJ. That's tough. Um, we won't get into all the live stuff, but yeah, uh, he was my favorite golfer. Um, he what? He played yesterday in the CW. He did. Could have watched. You could have watched him. Uh, I was watching America's Funniest Animals actually, <laughs> so I missed it. Um, no, I. I don't know. I'd say my favorite golfer right now is probably JT. Um, in a so this will probably blow your mind a little bit, and I think I'm probably incorrect in making some assumptions here. Um, but in an alternate reality for me, where my parents never move from Louisville to uh, you know Illinois. Um, obviously I have the unfortunate, uh, we don't become like, you know, best friends in high school and, you know, I'm not on the Olympics because I don't know you, but I think in this alternate reality, um, I'm probably best friends with JT and I'm like, I'm probably his caddy on tour because he's a year older than us. Um, but me and him would have gone to the same high school. Oh, wait, no shit. Yeah, the high school he went to and played. I don't know if he played at the high school because he was so good as a junior. I don't know if he was just playing, like, AJGA stuff right? and, like, didn't play high school golf. But, yeah, I would have gone to the same high school as him if my parents had never moved. Oh, that's wild. I I did not know that. Yeah, and he's a year older. So, I mean, maybe we wouldn't have run in the same circles. Also, I think I might have gotten gotten into golf a little bit sooner than I did uh, had I stayed down there because my grandpa is a big golf nut. Um, so I think he would have been uh, pressuring me to pick up a club a little bit earlier than I did. So I don't know. It's just a hypothetical world where I'm uh, JT's best friend and caddy and I'm making million dollars being his caddy. I love that. That's hilarious. But then I wouldn't get to go on the Olympics every year. So, you know, is it even a better world? Yeah, I don't know. Making millions of dollars, you're playing in the Olympics once a year. That's that's tough. That's a tough one. Well, you got any final thoughts? You want to say anything to any of our twenty listeners we got? Um, are we still? Are you still like the one hundred and sixth podcast in the golf world? I, I haven't got any recent updates, so I'm going to say we've cracked into the top 100 golf podcasts. That sounds great to me. Well, um, no, I don't have anything other to, uh, to say, really, other than uh, go green. <laughs> go green. Uh, well, Joe, thanks for uh, joining us. This was fun. Um, if anyone else wants to do one of these, let me know. And, uh, Joe, I can't wait to see you in about a couple months. Yeah, sounds great. Yep. Later, dude.